Hey everyone, it is another day of God's grace and you have found Alter Echo and that makes me very happy. This is Pastor Andy Smith, St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Let's come into the presence of God together and join our faith. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Alter Echo. Happy weekend. I'm wondering how you're doing in this time with all the variables that are around us for each of us in our own place. I still am aware that God works and incredible things come about because God is present and moving in our lives. When we put our trust and faith in him, as Jesus promised even, we receive what we ask for. I'm always marveling at that kind of a promise, to put our vision and sight and trust in God and to know God is acting not just on our behalf, but on behalf of the whole world as we seek him. We find that to be just quite a miracle. I'm also wondering how you're doing in the midst of all of our diverse experiences of life and our own diversity as we come to this podcast. And that brings me to Ecclesiastes and that little promise about God making everything beautiful in its time. You are part of the family of God, part of the creation that is beautiful and full of wonder. And I'm approaching this weekend with uh, gratitude and thanksgiving for that as well. Should we come to the scripture today? We are getting close to the end of this series on Jeremiah. Next week will be our last week in that series, and we'll hear the beautiful promises of the the coming of the Messiah. So today, though, let's go to Jeremiah 32. It's verses 1 through 3a, which means the first half of that verse, and then verses 6 through 15. Here's what Jeremiah writes. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of King Zedekiah of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar. At that time, the army of the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem. And the prophet Jeremiah was confined in the court of the guard that was in the palace of the king of Judah, where King Zedekiah of Judah had confined him. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me. Hanamel, son of your uncle Shalom, is going to come to you and say, Buy my field that is at Anathoth, for the right of redemption by purchase is yours. Then my cousin Hanamel came to me in the court of the guard, in accordance with the word of the Lord, and said to me, Buy my field that is at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, for the right of possession and redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I bought the field at Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel and weighed out the money to him, 17 shekels of silver. I signed the deed, sealed it, got witnesses, and weighed the money on the scales. Then I took the sealed deed of purchase containing the terms and conditions, and the open copy. And I gave the deed of purchase to Baruch, son of Neria, son of Masia, in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, in the presence of the witnesses who signed the deed of purchase, and in the presence of all the Judeans who were sitting in the court of the guard. In their presence I charged Baruch, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, 
take these deeds, both the sealed deed of purchase and this open deed, and put them in an earthenware jar in order that they may last for a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall again be bought in this land. Everyone, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So just to help you locate the context for this, Isaiah, or I'm sorry, Jeremiah, <laughs> the other major prophet, Jeremiah is writing right as Babylon has bared down on Israel and is destroying it. He's writing right as the exile is happening. People have been far flung. Their country, even those who are left especially, are witnessing its own destruction by an invading force. And here we are at the beginning of this siege that Jeremiah had prophesied to the people for 20 or 30 years before this. It's finally happening. So that's the context of this incredibly promising story of, in the midst of this, Jeremiah buying a piece of property for the future and probably not for himself. So listen for this in the sermon today. I'm going to pray again the prayer of the day. We are going to pray a prayer of the day in church this weekend. And this prayer of the day, perhaps, is one of the most profound prayers of faith we ever pray. So will you pray with me, everyone? Oh God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending. By paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown, Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, God has called us, his servants, to ventures of which we cannot see the ending. This is a lot more than just saying, None of us ever knows how our own lives will pan out or the paths we'll take. This prayer, just exactly like Jeremiah's unique experience of being told to invest in a field, a piece of property, and tell the Israelites about it, while he is imprisoned and Israel is being destroyed and Jeremiah won't live to see the end of the exile. This prayer is a prayer not about investing our faith for ourselves. It is about investing our faith for people we will never know, for benefits we will never get for ourselves, but benefits others will get. So stop there just for a second. How do you feel? about investing your own faith or money or energy for someone you will never know. How do you feel about that? If you, if you wince at this, why is that? Isn't one of the beautiful things about faith the fact that we are taught that we can't, nor should expect to be able to, nor should control everything in life? In fact, 
having control issues is ultimately a very unhealthy thing not to address. This prayer and Jeremiah's experience and teaching in today's prophecy to Israel is beautiful in its freedom for us to let go. The prayer and God's word are beautiful in that they simply call us to trust. That's not simplistic. It's just profound. They call us to trust, not in nothing though, far, far from it, but in a very specific and powerful something, hope. Hope in God's provision for God's people far beyond anything we will ever get to see. So, let's stop there again just for a second. Consider looking back on your life. Is everything we have and use and benefit from and need items we've gathered or, or created by ourselves? <laughs> well, not even close. None of us is self-made, even if we want to think this. Not even close. How many things do we benefit from that were dreamed about and brought about by people who would never live to know us? Where do we even begin, huh? It's just that vast. Jeremiah was told by God to buy a field and put the deed in a jar so the deed wouldn't be destroyed, but would be there for when the chosen people were able to return to their homeland. A piece of property representing life and a place to be together again would be waiting for them, even though Jeremiah wouldn't live to see that day and, in fact, had died decades earlier. Jeremiah was told to buy a field and plant hope, not for himself at all, but for people he would never know, but people who needed to have hope that they'd indeed have a future full of hope. Jeremiah was called by God to be a servant with a venture of which he could not see the ending. Hmm. Well, a month and a half ago, the citizens of Lakeville here in Minnesota, the south suburbs of the Twin Cities, voted to give more so a ninth elementary school could be built in our quickly growing community. How many people who gave, who voted to give, will never live to perhaps even see the finished product of that school in a few years? much less know the cheering, running, laughing, growing children who will learn some of their most fundamental and foundational lessons of life in that school and start their growing up there to be all sorts of people we need for a good, healthy, robust life in this world. Well, this is what we do, everyone. This is what people we never knew and who never knew us did for us. They gave of themselves, hopefully, joyfully, hopefully, to build hospitals and schools and all sorts of other foundational things in order to give us what we need. Ultimately, hope that we and countless others will have a good life. 
So, stop there again for a second. Why would anyone in our time not see the same thing as our own, not just responsibility, but privilege and joy also? Oh God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending. This is part of what God calls us to do through our own self-giving, our own joy at providing for future hope for people we will never know. This is what Jeremiah did not long before he died. This is the essence of plant trees under whose shade you will never sit. I love that. This paradigm and perspective is at the heart of being a person of faith in God, who is calling us to have this paradigm and to act on it. So, one last time, stop here for a second and think about it. What are ways, besides voting joyfully for a bond referendum, say, so you can help provide schools or swimming pools or whatever so kids in the future can thrive, just like others did for us, what are ways you provide for unknown future hope? Perhaps you are a grandparent helping start a savings account for college for each of your grandkids practically on the days they were born. You may never get to see that through, right? But that's not the point. The point is that they get to experience your gift, your faith in God being an indispensable presence leading them down the path untrodden and through perils unknown in their own lives, whether they know God is with them or not. Perhaps you are a parent who prays nightly for your children and spouse, letting go of so tightly trying to control their futures and putting your faith in God to be there with them, speaking to them, leading them. Perhaps you say to yourself, man, I have fallen to the temptation of only living for myself and satiating my own wants and needs. What a short-sighted thing. It's time to change. And you find a way to serve in your community and ask God to help you live out your faith's values through doing this. Christian values like a self-giving way about who you are, like Jesus was, or generosity of your whole spirit, everything about you, because this is how Jesus operated, or being the hope-filled one and helping people let go of their pessimism or cynicism and be hope-givers instead also, or being forgiving as Jesus very much was, so that anger or meanness or chippiness doesn't be your way with others. You're planting seeds, seeds of faith for hope for future generations. Certainly, these seeds of investment from you will grow and flourish even now, but your perspective is that that's not the main 
thing or point of why you are doing this. The main point is that you are planting seeds of investment because God has called you as God's servant and as a servant of the future to all sorts of ventures of which you cannot and will not see the ending. This is your mission, and a delightful, exciting, and holy mission it is. What a new heart and mind and faith this creates in us. Everyone, pray with me one more time. Oh God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending. By paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown, give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us in your love supporting us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button, and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.